You are listening to the Mumgri Podcast with Lillian Umarunji Jung and Isabel Alexander. One is based in Vancouver and the other, LA. Two besties from high school spill the tea on motherhood and share what's worthy of your precious time on the gram and Netflix. Are you a non-parent friends with a parent? Or are you a parent friends with a non-parent? Today we're going to talk about the friendship dynamic between non-parent and parent. And then on our Do It For The Gram segment, we are going to be discussing the Aisha Curry conversation on the Red Table Talk. Then ending it off with our Netflix Pick of the Week. Hi, Izzy. Hey, what's going on? How was your Mother's Day? It was good, although Marley is crusty, and after after taking her to the doctor today, she has an infection in both ears and pink eye and a cough, so that's great, but it wouldn't be like typical mom life without some kind of shenanigan fuckery happening. Oh, on Mother's Day. Yeah. The rest of my Mother's Day was amazing, though. I had a massage. I went out to Ooh. eat. It was lit. Ooh, How I like was it. yours? It was, it was pretty amazing. I Well, we had Apollo's birthday. Apollo's birthday was on Mother's Day, and he was so happy. I was, I was really surprised at how many people showed up, just because, you know, it's Mother's Day. I figured everyone would want to be at home or sleeping or you know just relaxing but all the moms and all the all the kids showed up and all the parents and everyone was just very you know happy and 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 it went really well and we just started opening gifts today um do you open okay so I I'm new to the whole parent thing but do you open gifts in front of your guests or do you do it afterwards for these kids parties so it depends because like baby shower style you know you open in front of everybody mm-hmm. but I really feel like nobody like for kids parties what ki- other kid wants to sit there and watch exactly. it yeah open the gifts so just do it after they go home that's how I feel about it and I so I okay I just wanted to check in on that because yeah I we we just started today and uh, so far, Apollo has received a weed plant, which was pretty hilarious. Like a full, well, not full grown, but like a good five foot weed plant. Five uh, foot? Yeah. Well, five foot's probably, a, no, it's probably like three. I'm probably terrible when it comes to measurements, but it's high and it's already got buds on it. Like he can smoke it tomorrow if he wasn't a 12 month old one-year-old baby (laughs) okay so I feel like that's definitely coming from a non-parent friend it is it is which is why I'm so excited about today's topic um before we jump into that what's happening on the gram what do I need to pay attention to because I've been so busy the past week and um I just want to see that I'm all caught up okay so what's been popping on the gram this week is the conversation that Aisha Curry had with her sister-in-laws and mother-in-laws on the Red Table Talk. Yes, I did see this. People have been going crazy. People are both like defending her, including her husband, and dragging her. Um, because at so, one point, she basically was talking about how 
you know, she deals with the groupies and uh-huh. the women throwing themselves at Steph Curry. But on right. the flip side for her, she mentioned that like she hasn't really had a, that type of male attention for over 10 years. So, you know, mm-hmm. dudes aren't trying to get at her. People are basically outraged talking about that was disrespectful to her husband. Oh, she's upset because nobody's sliding in her DMs. Oh, that's gosh. If you watched the episode, that's obviously not what she's saying. She's basically just saying that, like, her husband's getting all this attention and it kind of made her a little bit self-conscious. Like, oh, like, what's wrong with me? Like, am I not, am I not looking my most fly? How come nobody is trying to, you know, get at me like this? Yeah, and the thing is, she's constantly, I mean, it's not that no one's paying attention. Everyone's, you know, checking them both out. But she's the one who has to deal with the groupies that are sitting front row at every game. She's the one who's constantly on defense, you know, protecting her marriage to the fullest. They don't, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I heard them say that they don't go on the road to every game. So the paranoia kicks in, right? I mean, we all have seen basketball lives at least once. And (laughs) by accident or on purpose. And, um, and we know that that's a difficult you know, relationship to be in when you're married to an athlete, period. Doesn't matter what sport it is. So exactly. I feel like she's always on defense and her mentioning this, I mean, this happens in a lot of different industries, whether it's you're married to an actor, you're married to a you know, a high high big time lawyer or whatever it is, but it's true. Like you can feel a little, you know, insecure in your in your position when you're constantly with someone that's always getting the praise not only for their job but for you know everything that they do how they look all of that so right and I think should leave her alone (laughs) yeah well first of all it's her that's how she feels so I don't understand why people are going crazy based on like how this woman feels in her life but at the same Mm -hmm. time yeah, like, I can't imagine a lot of dudes are, like, throwing themselves at her when she's at Target doing a Aisha Curry cookware, like, box yeah. signing event or whatever. <laughs> well, and that's the, that's, the, that's the hard part is that the dudes worship her husband. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they don't want to disrespect him. And so a lot of people probably just, you know, they don't necessarily whistle and go crazy for her. But, I mean, I, I highly doubt that not every single man on this planet thinks that she's the most, you know, attractive, powerful woman out there because she does a lot of things and she's, she's, you know, she's as much of a catch as he is, but he's the one that gets the spotlight at the end of the day. Exactly. And the thoughts are always going to be there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I want to throw this question at you because um, something happened a couple days ago and um, I told you a little bit of the story, but I'll give you the full context of it now. So what happened was my cousin came over and he was with his ex-girlfriend and he's a non-parent and, um, or childless parent, whatever you want to call it. He came over and he tells me, he starts getting into this conversation about, you know, what it's like to be friends with parents and how, you know, it can be really depressing and kind of annoying at times. And his ex-girlfriend was saying, you know, I have my sister who has kids now and I find that our relationship is fine because, you know, although it's evolved and it's changed a little bit, we still do things. We we do things during the day. We, we just don't hang out at night as much. And she was mentioning how, 
you know, they'll go for ice cream on the weekend. And he just cut her off and said, no. And we, we looked at him and we we're like, what, what are you talking about? And he goes, no, no one, no one likes going for ice cream. What? Wait, going for ice cream is lit, first of all. Yeah, I mean, everyone loves ice cream. But the thing is, he, he, he started saying that, you know, if my, if my buddies Tommy and me and Tommy go for a beer every Saturday, and then one day, all of a sudden, we have to go for ice cream, and I'm holding his child's hand, and we're walking into the ice cream place, and, you know, it's sticky, and it's, you know, snots everywhere. That's not my idea of a Saturday afternoon. And, you know, I can, I can feel or hear the, the bitterness in there, but I mean, he was joking and kind of being over the top, but at the same time, he went on to explain that, like, the friend that you had before is no longer the same friend because their lifestyle changes completely. But on top of that, you know, when they are able to hang out with you, they treat it like it's a hall pass and they go off and they get wasted and they, you know, they act as though they haven't been let out of jail in like 20 years or something and <laughs> kind of go and go into the deep end on the party, on the party mode. But like, you know, for him, he just wants to see, you know, we're using the name Tommy as an example. He just wants to see Tommy as a chill, cool guy that can have a couple beers and not go overboard. Right. So, so I don't know. I, do you have non-parent friends uh that you know have you noticed a difference in your friendship with them or have they for the most part been pretty supportive so I I have like a couple different types of friends you have the parent friends you have the non-parent friends that love kids and like want to have kids and then you have your non-parent friends that just don't freaking like kids (laughs) I have all I have all of those. And I yeah. think that you just basically have to find a balance and know what type of friend you have and kind of what box they fit into. So I know that like my non-parent friend, Ashley, mm-hmm. she loves kids and she wants to have kids and like she wants to be included. She wants to be invited to the kids' birthdays regardless of the fact that she doesn't have a kid. Like it doesn't matter to her. She wants to be that like Auntie Ashley, like in, in the kid's life. Mm-hmm. But then I have other non-parent friends like my friend Kyle who absolutely hates kids so am I going to invite him to come to Disneyland no No. (laughs) hell no like am I going to invite him to a Chuck E. Cheese birthday no he would rather slice his wrists than be somewhere like surrounded with all kids but but wait did you and Kyle at any point have that conversation to say you know hey I you know you're still a part of my life but obviously you don't like kids so I'm not going to have you come to these kids events or is it just does it just happen like automatically goes without saying we we never had the conversation it goes without say he doesn't like like children however like yeah he'll come like walk the seawall with us and meet up with us when we're in town he doesn't mind like hanging out and doing stuff that are is not strictly kid things okay with my kid yeah if that makes sense yeah totally yeah he wants he wants things to just proceed as yeah, Usual, we're still just... as good friends, you know, we, I still love him, he's my brother from another mother, I'm just not gonna invite him to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to hear the wheels on the bus 40 no. times over. He's Got not, it. he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to be getting down to Baby Shark. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad Apollo hates that song. Yeah. I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, we're lucky. Um, I feel like, I feel like at the end of the day, you just have to have 
no assumptions with one another. Because I, I, I have friends who, you know, who are non-parents or they don't have kids. And I feel like if I have the conversation with them about everything that I'm doing and I include them and I'm very inclusive, then then things go well. But I think once I start to assume that they're too busy or that, you know, they don't have time for me or that I'm not as fun as I used to be, because that's something that was really paranoid. I mean, that I'm paranoid about in general is have I changed so much that, you know, I can't be out here anymore? Like, who am I? And so I need, you know, I need my non-parent friends at the end of the day to constantly be able to have conversations that matter to me and not just conversations about kids because I think and I don't know about you but like now I'm starting to gain a lot of friends that have kids Mm -hmm. and I find that the only conversations that we have so far are predominantly about our kids and that's cool like I I want that but I also want to you know shoot the shit and talk about Aisha Curry and her situation like I want to be able to talk about other things at the end of the day so yeah, I feel like as long as that that there's an open dialogue between all parties, then things will be cool. But I I've seen situations like where people just drop off, like they get parented, as I like to call it. Like they like their friends will literally stop calling them because they have kids. And I've spoken to friends who have kids, and they're like, oh yeah, I haven't spoken to that person forever. They go clubbing still. I don't, and they just assume that they're not available. You know. Right. I feel like that's a conversation that you need to have. And if at the end of the day, if your friend ghosts you because you had a kid that wasn't really a lifelong friendship to begin with and like on to the next. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's I mean, and let's give a shout out to the aunties and uncles that, you know, just you had no expectation of them being at all interested in your kids. And then out of nowhere, they're like, the greatest auntie and uncle in the world and they want to hang out all the time because I have a lot of those and I'm I I mean they were with us this weekend and I'm just I'm so happy yeah. and thankful that that they exist and that coming you know, through for the win yeah <laughs> but um yeah we let's... we plant in hand <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I cannot yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know I feel like there's there's Oh, there's also the parent or the non-parent friend who is just scared of kids. Have you seen that before? Like, they don't necessarily don't like them, but they're just, the whole situation makes them nervous, especially when the kids are really young and, like, infant Little stage. teeny tiny, like, you, they don't want to hold them, like, they're scared. Yeah. Because yeah. my, I mean, I have, I have siblings who are like, I'll see him when he talks. Like, I'll see him when he's ready. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's different well, it's right. kind of like how my dad was like he literally was terrified to hold marley <clears throat> oh yeah for like until she was while. like bigger oh yeah like just terrified like he thinks he's gonna break her or something i don't know but yes. uh yeah he's fine now <laughs> it's like the fragile stage like some people are just terrified of that which i mean makes sense they're teeny tiny and they're i mean to be honest they're kind of crusty and creepy and gross when they're really small so i oh, get yeah. it yeah, I was terrified of that. I was so happy when Apollo was late because then he was way bigger and his neck was stronger than what we expected. Because I, I can't with a strong neck, <laughs> strong neck, dude. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't understand how I was supposed to hold the baby properly. 
I yeah. still don't know if I did it right. I just got through it. Worked out, well, he's here, so you did it right. <laughs> he made it to one. <laughs> he made it to one. Yeah. Um, but uh, what's happening on the Netflix? Because uh, I've definitely been off the TV and getting used to this whole parent lifestyle of making favors and things like that party favors (laughs) you have to teach me all of that we need to have an episode that's just dedicated to learning how to satisfy kids and make them smile (laughs) i'm I'm literally like working on my favorite tags for my baby shower as we speak but no this week's netflix pick of the week is the series called you so it just came out 2018 like in the fall Okay. 10 episodes, totally binge-worthy over a weekend or, like, a day, maybe, depending on what kind of level of sloth you're into that time. <laughs> um, but it's it's basically about this guy. And if you are listening and you used to watch Gossip Girl, Penn Badgley, who played Dan on Gossip Girl, is yeah. the main character in this show. And... I think it really speaks to what's going on in today's like day and age, especially with the like demographic that's on Tinder, like and dating. This guy is a bookstore manager, meets this chick that came in to buy a book. Within like five minutes of her leaving the store, he was able to find her on social media and start like bumping into her places, quote Oh gosh. Bumping into her, basically stalking her, which social media makes really easy nowadays. Anyways. It turns dark really quick, but it's amazing. It was actually a Lifetime show. Uh, It's now on Netflix. Lifetime didn't pick it up for a second season, but the second season is going to be on Netflix as well. So how do they have a second season of that? When he stalks her, doesn't it end at one point or does he just keep going? It ends, but the way it ends is like so crazy that you have to have a second season. Oh. There's no way that you could just leave it like that, so... It's it's good. I'm just picturing this guy with like a motherboard with like screens everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. Photos on the wall. You need and... to watch it. It's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Um, John Stamos randomly makes a couple of appearances in there. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, Shay Mitchell, who's from Pretty Little Liars, is on there as well too. So there's a good there's a good chunk of of, of actors and actresses on the show. But t- like I said, ten episodes, totally binge worthy over a weekend or a day, depending on what your life is that time. Are you the type where you watch something like that and then you become ultra paranoid in your real life and you think that perhaps you're being stalked or do you like, cause I, okay. So if I watch three episodes of God and I leave the house, all of a sudden I'm in medieval times and I'm like, stop you're wearing my a jacket. A dragon. No, I really do. No. <laughs> Everything becomes real. I think it's all real. The whole thing. And so if I watched the show <laughs> You, I would become super paranoid. Like if I went to the library, which I, I do quite often now, especially with Apollo, I would be so freaked out if I saw the same person twice. I'd be like, bitch, you're not a librarian. <laughs> do you <laughs> you're here work for here. me. <laughs> Let me see your ID card. <laughs> yeah, so this one maybe is not for you. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't really feel like I, I live a life that's uh, stockworthy. Not in like this type of fashion, so I think I think I yeah, it's fine. Did you catch Got last night? I watched it. I'm I'm kind spoiler of spoiler alert by the way. Whoever yeah, spoiler alert. 
I don't really know what's going to happen with the final episode. I, I feel like I do. Like, a lot of shit went down. Lots of motherfuckers are dead. Oh, yeah. They're toast. <laughs> like, main people. So, yeah. it's going to be interesting. But, um, again, if you haven't gotten into Game of Thrones, now is the time. Because it's about to be over. And you can binge watch the whole series. You can start a free trial on HBO now. <laughs> and just blow through How many it. times do you have to sign up in order to get all the episodes? Do you have to, like, have a different email address every time? or? Well, no. No, no, no. So, you get a free week. And then okay. after that, you know, here in the U.S., it's fourteen ninety nine a month. I mean, I've been getting free weeks the whole season because I have multiple email addresses. So it just depends oh. on what type of life you're living. But you get the, you have access to all of the, the whole series, all of the HBO series. So it's just how many can you binge during your free week? And how many nice. identities do you have to continue a free week after that? See, we are hooking up the listeners. This we is... really are. If it's free, <laughs> Exactly. If it's not free, I'm going to find a way. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, that concludes our third episode of the Mumgry Podcast. Check back in with us next week. And again, if you have any comments, if you want to, you know, make any suggestions or questions, anything, hit us up on all the social networks at Mumgry. And last but not least, stay Mumgry. Stay Mumgry. Mumgry.